Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome, and online campus. Pastor Jennifer here. I am so excited. It is summer in Italy, and it is summer, maybe winter, wherever you're watching from on your continent. But today, I want you to lean into the worship. I want you to lean into the ministry of the Word. We truly are complete in Jesus Christ. So I want you to have a fabulous service Wherever you are, if you can, stand up. Worship with the worship team. Say to the Lord, God, I want you to speak to my life today, and I know he will. Let's have a wonderful service together. Good. Give God a praise. You got to do better than that. Give God a praise. Come on. We are truly, completely captivated by who God is. Amen? I know God has a word for us, and I want to thank you for letting this be a place where we can mentor, where we can encourage, where we can sow into good soil. Amen? I want to encourage you. As I was standing over there, I was thinking about, I don't know what you do to get ready for church on Sunday morning, to come into the house of God, into Abba's house, to gather with him. But I think about things on Saturday night. What am I going to wear? Will I be hot? Will I be cold? Will I have the right shoes? Can I fall off those shoes? Can I stand on those shoes? Can I have two services in that outfit? What's it going to look like? I do. I think about a lot of that. How's it? I want you to see Jesus, not me, right? But the other thing I think about is what am I going to give? And when am I going to give it? And am I giving it online? Am I giving it with my debit card? Am I giving it in a bank transfer? I prepare what I'm coming to give. God prepared. He said, I'm going to give you out of the abundance of heaven everything you need. So I want to encourage you. I appreciate Helen's honest testimony this morning. And I want to encourage you that if the Holy Spirit speaks to you throughout this message, as you're getting ready to leave, that you will say to the Lord, ooh, I hear you saying something to me. Don't ignore it. Because as you sow, you will reap. Amen? And so I want to encourage you in that regard because giving to the Lord is something you can never do enough of. Your time, your talents, your treasures, your love, your devotion. This month is completely captivated. And I know that there is power in his presence and I know that there is purpose in the word of God being given. I am asking you, even before we get into the word this morning, that you prepare your heart right now. On your seat, you have a card. It says three things I acknowledge about God. As we're writing, I want, as we're reading, as we're doing the sermon, at the end of the message, we're going to use this as an altar response to God. You don't have to write your name on there. I want you to think about what are you acknowledging about God? I welcome our online campus this morning. I'm so glad you're with us. And I pray that as the online campus has worshipped with the worship team that we have online, as you gather with us now and as you gather with us on Wednesday night, that you also take a moment, online campus, three things I acknowledge about God in my life. I want you to think about that as we do this message today on being completely captivated in the Word of God. What does it look like? I know that we have to put feet to our prayers. 
What does that mean? That means when I pray, then I have to do something, right? You can be a part of the answer to every prayer you pray. You could also be a block to your prayer if you don't respond. You say, God, I want you to bless me financially, but you don't give. That is in contrast to the word of God. You say, God, I want you to heal me, but you don't touch the area of your body that needs healing when the Holy Spirit prompts you. We heard a testimony of it this morning. And then the Holy Spirit leaps within you and you feel that healing. What if you had not responded to what God was saying? And so the feat to my prayers is that Wednesday we're starting back on campus, refueling midweek. Because it's not enough just to have Sunday. I want us, I, I am so thankful for literally the thousands and tens of thousands that watch online, that pray online, that support us online. I mean, there are some amazing testimonies and faith-building things that are coming out of online prayer on Wednesday night. And we're going to continue to have that. But in case you're working, we're going to have aperitivo. Everybody say yay for food. <laughs> we're going to have some food at 6.30, and it's, there's going to be a fellowship hour out there. Um, we're going to have prayer together here, and then we're going to break into some groups and have discussion have, have, have discipleship, have places where we can build relationship because we don't do life alone. Amen? I don't pray alone in that prayer room before service. I don't want you to pray alone. We are completely captivated. And we're going to do some things in the coming months and in the coming year that actually say we didn't just pray about it. We're going to do something about it. The other thing is we want a move of God. Many of you have said, I want a move of God. I want to feel that breakthrough in my life. Okay, we have revival this weekend. Everybody say Saturday. Saturday. Type it on the chat. Saturday at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Come on, 7 p.m. I want you to remember it's at 7 p.m. on Saturday. The worship team will be here from 4 to 6 preparing for Sunday and for the weekend. We will have worship. But are you needing a miracle? Are you wanting a breakthrough? Are you putting God in a box and saying, you can only touch me on Sunday morning in that one service for that one hour? What if God has that answer to the prayer you've been praying and he's saying to you, come Saturday. I'm going to ask you to do something outside of your norm because God wants to do something outside of the norm for you. On Sunday morning, Pastor Philip will be here as well, and we will experience breakthrough. I don't want you to miss it because I know in my life there were moments when I responded to an altar. Helen talked about responding to an altar. I can't remember if it was last week or Bose talked about responding to something the Holy Spirit told him when he needed peace three years ago that transformed his life when he came to an altar. I can tell you, I came to an altar many times in my life, and I can tell you what God did every single time when it was transformational. I want you to be here Wednesday and Sunday, and I want us to see what God is going to do. Father, right now, I pray that as we enter into this service, even more than we already have, as we say, okay, Abba, I have worshipped you, and now I'm asking you to speak to me through your word, that, God, we would truly become overwhelmed with our love and devotion to you. You are worthy of our worship. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I can't possibly do this subject justice. I'm a human being. Yes, I'm an ordained minister. Yes, I have been preaching and teaching and praying and leading people for too many decades to mention. I could never have enough words to tell you what Jesus means to me, for you, for your life. Last week I told you three things, four really, that were really important to be captivated. One is to remember that his power is limitless. So he had the power to provide for Helen at every turn on every day of that week after she gave all. Amen? His love is without end. He loves you. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been loved and left, that's kind of painful, right? When someone says they love you and then they betray you or they walk away, it hurts. But God's love is without end. You can't do anything to make him love you more, and you won't do anything that makes him love you less. His love for you is unending. Wouldn't you want to love someone like that? You can trust God with your love and devotion. Think about it. His name is above all names. His name is above the greatest preacher you'll ever watch online. His name is above the greatest book that you'll ever read. His name is above the richest man that you'll ever hear of. His name is above the greatest rulers of all time. We bless, truly, the royal family from the UK. I don't take it lightly that this beautiful queen of England has entered into eternity. And you know, I find it interesting that while she may have had a quiet faith, I like to believe that the values of her faith helped to guide some of the things that she was doing. But I also say, God, I don't want to have a quiet faith. I don't want somebody to suddenly know when I died that I love Jesus. I bless them. I honor her. I think she was a woman of great elegance and dignity and strength. And I mean that. I want my light to shine now. In every way, I am unashamed to say the values of God. I am unashamed to say I need more of Jesus. I am unashamed to bow in his presence or to weep before him because he hung on that cross for me. His name is above all names. And number four, that you be willing to change your mindset. Are you willing? Would you do me a favor this morning? Would you just lift your hands if you're willing? I'm not looking. It's not for me. It's for you and Jesus. It's an act of surrender. It's saying, God, I'm willing. I'm asking you, Lord, change me from the inside out. Change the way I think about things. Draw me closer, God, so that I'll be completely captivated. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, today I'm going to talk to you about one decision. One decision. You know, there's a lot of one decisions you make in your life. You make a decision to get up, you made a decision to get here, you made, somebody made a decision that brought you to the planet, maybe they didn't realize they were making a decision and sometimes that happens, but God knew that you were going to be brought before you were in your mother's womb, God formed you. So just in case you think your life is a, is a mistake, I want to say to you, it's not in my notes, God made a decision to bring you to the planet and to bring you here today and to bring you online. So he's asking us to examine. 
our decisions. You know, today is September 11th. I also don't take it lightly that on this day, September 11th, the world changed, and especially my world in America at the time. I don't know about you, but I remember where I was that day. I was in Lafayette, Louisiana. Pastor Wayne and Julie were in our church there. My grandparents had come to visit, and they were going to be leaving. They didn't get to leave. They stayed with us for several weeks after that. The way we fly and travel is completely different after September 11th. It changed us. I want you to think about something for a minute. On September 11th, 19 men each made one decision, and they attacked America. And 2,996 lives were lost on that day from 78 countries. Those 19 men made one decision that changed the lives of people in 78 countries. One decision to take a flight changed a family. One decision to change a work schedule saved a family. One decision to ignore a human's value changed a nation and a world. One decision to run in to save someone else they didn't even know affected multiple families. One decision cost $60 billion in damage to a city. One decision costs $15 billion to restore safe air travel. One decision costs the world $8 trillion. I can't even figure out how much that is. $8 trillion and 900,000 deaths. Now, I don't know how they keep track of that. One decision, 900,000 deaths as a result of 9-11. One decision. What could one decision we make to spread love, to speak up for Jesus, to sow a seed, both financial and in our talent and in our treasures and in our decisions to trust him? What could our one decision do to change a family, to change the city, to change a nation, to change our world? Don't you dare think that your one decision every single day doesn't matter. It matters. You know, I've said a couple times lately that that one decision might not send you to hell. But if it causes someone else to stumble, why would you do it? Why would you decide this is all about me? That's what those 19 men did that day. There was a whole bunch of other people that decided to put themselves aside to lay their value down as they ran into the flames of the buildings to rescue those that they could rescue. They didn't know that they wouldn't come out. They didn't know that they wouldn't be successful. No one had ever heard of buildings falling down like that. But they didn't care about themselves in that moment. They knew they had a mission to rescue. When I'm completely captivated by God... I sell everything and leave my country and come to a place where I'm still learning the language nine years later. But I can tell you the one decisions that I've made over and over again, not for you, although it is for you, not for the ones I don't know yet, although it is for the ones I don't know yet. 
I continue to make the one decision because I am captivated by the God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. I pray your heart is stirred this morning. One decision to trust him completely. One decision to be fully captivated by God's power and love. He's the helper. He's the vine. He's our firm foundation. John 15, 5 says this. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. We want the fruit. We want the byproduct. We want the result. What if God has allowed the broken place in your life right now? What if God hasn't answered the one prayer you've been praying because he made a decision? I'm waiting to see, will she abide with me? Will he abide in the vine? I do want us to bear fruit. I want us to abide. It's not about bearing fruit. That will happen. But if you don't abide in the vine of Jesus Christ, if you don't say to the Lord, apart from you, I can do nothing, you will eventually let yourself down. Someone else will let you down. His word is true. Somebody say amen. amen. I know I haven't given you time to say amen yet. Can you tell my heart is full? I got seven pages of notes. I want the worship team to come. We can't have breakthrough if we don't say, God, break me. It's all for you. It's all for him. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters than that one decision. I'm not going to talk about David this morning. I was going to. Um, I feel like the Lord wants to move in your life. You see, what we do here matters. Saturday, I got a message from a woman whose life has been broken for many years. I didn't know she was watching me. I didn't know she was watching me. She left Jesus. She left the church. She left her family. She left her friends. And Saturday, she messaged me and said, I've been watching the decisions you've made this year have touched my life. She was broken not because of what she did, but because of one decision that someone did against her. She let that one decision against her affect every decision for the next 10, 12 years. But she said, Jim, I've made a new decision. I'm healed. I accepted Jesus to come back into me online with you. Did I come to Rome, Italy? for that girl in another country, in another city that hasn't had any contact with me for 10 years? I guess I did. Did you work on the camera and on the sound for that girl, that woman who's now gonna change the lives of people around her that see her testimony?
my beautiful granddaughters, Giovanna and Giuliana, sent me videos in the middle of the night. <laughs> Giuliana's seven years old. Giovanna's eight years old. I will tell you that Giovanna presented a, a, a speech, a sermon, and she said, when I was in Italy this summer with my Gigi at her church, I learned how to hear the voice of God. And in the night, she's eight, in the night after I learned how to hear the voice of God, by the way, that was at kids camp. You sowed money for kids camp. You sowed coins for kids camp. We do things for kids. That night, she said, God told me, I'm supposed to be in Italy. I'm supposed to be here. And at eight years old, she said, I don't know what that means, but I learned how to hear the voice of God. Now I know what his voice sounds like. I drove here this morning saying, God, it was so she knows the voice of God for someone else later. Juliana, seven, she said last year, my poppy died, my aunt died, my grandma died, and my sheep died. Seven. And she said, I was afraid I was going to die. And I couldn't sleep. But her family, her mom, made one decision to take her to a convention months later in Florida this summer where I was. Where I was saying, bring the girls, even though there's no kids ministry. Let them sit in the service, even though there's no kid activities for them. And in this service of 10,000 people, I want you to picture it, 10,000 young adults and teenagers and leaders. Here's two little girls on the front row, listening with open ears. And she said, I heard the minister say, if you want God to heal you. And she said, I felt like he was talking right to me. She's seven. She said, I went to the altar and someone I didn't know prayed for me and God healed me and she said I have slept in my own bed ever since I'm not afraid anymore I felt God's healing in my body one decision one decision of a mama to bring her kids to church one decision of a Gigi to bring her kids to church one decision to say you know what I don't know what it's gonna look like it might be chaotic we may not have it all down pat it may not be perfect but it's his presence none of us know how long we're on this earth hear me I want you to make one decision to seek the Lord I want you to stand all over this place Father God your word is true and you asked us to abide in you you asked us to abide in you and so this morning put that verse back up on the slide please if you abide in me you stay grafted to the vine that one at the beginning John 15 5 I am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and i in you you will bear much fruit but apart from me 
You can do nothing. They're going to sing, I surrender all. And I invite you, come to this altar. Bring that card that I put on your chair. Write something down or say, God, I don't even know what I can put on this anymore. Maybe we're saying, God, you can do whatever you want to do. It's unending. But as they sing, I'm inviting you. I'm inviting every single one of you. You have to know him for yourselves. If you're online, I pray that you would kneel down right where you are. I pray that you would ask the Lord, God, what do you want of my life? Please sing, and will you please come?
God, you see the hands lifted. You know they want to walk it out. They want that faith, Lord God, to abide in you, but they're not sure what that looks like. So God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would feel the power and the presence of Almighty God in their life. God, I pray that they would feel the redemption of sins forgiven and mistakes washed away into the sea of forgetfulness and bitterness gone in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you're healing hearts and minds right now as they say, I need to know how to walk with Jesus better. So 
God, we're providing Wednesday to help people know. We're providing classes on Sunday to help people know. We're providing revival atmosphere, God, for you to move so we can hear your voice and know that you made one decision to bring each of us to this planet and to bring us to this place today. You've got a purpose and a plan for our lives. I do believe that healer God is in the house. I do believe that the transforming power of Almighty God is in this room. If my little seven-year-old Juliana can say boldly, I was afraid to go to sleep for almost one year. Getting up and checking every door to make sure nothing could come in and make something bad happen to me at seven. And yet, when she responded to God, he healed her. He set her free. She's sleeping with peace. God can do that for you. If you're in this room right now and you need a healing in your body or your mind or your spirit, I want you to lift your hand by faith. Whatever that healing is, lift your hand. God knows what you need. God knows. Right now, I want you to imagine the hand of God coming from heaven, touching that very spot that's hurting, that's broken, that's uncertain, whether it's in your heart or your mind or your body. I want you to imagine the hand of God coming down from heaven right now. He's healing you in the name of Jesus. Someone's had trouble with their legs, their hips, their knees. God's healing that. The virtue of God is going to regenerate the muscle. He's going to regenerate the tendons. He's going to put the bone back. You know, sometimes they say bone on bone. I believe God is rebuilding cartilage right now in the name of Jesus. Those things you thought you couldn't do anymore, God's healing you, and you're going to do them without pain. Without pain in the name of Jesus. If that's you and God is healing you, I want you to give him a praise offering. I want you to say, thank you, Jesus. You're healing me. Yes. Tell him, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. I believe you, God. I believe you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word to me. I thank you for your move among us. I thank you for hungry people. We're thirsty for the living water. We're thirsty for that life-giving water that transforms not only today, but tomorrow. I thank you, God. We make one decision today to trust you. I want us to sing, I surrender all, one more time at closing. And I want you to make it this your prayer. So when you're tempted to doubt tomorrow or tonight or Wednesday or Friday, I want you to say, nope, I surrendered this fear on Sunday, right? I surrendered this fear. I surrendered this doubt. I surrendered this pain. Amen? I want us to say it one more time. Let's sing.
Jesus, I defeat every attempt or attack of the enemy to block attendance on Wednesday, to stop us from coming on Saturday night. We recognize the enemy does not want breakthrough, but we have surrendered. We will be here. Whatever we have to do, we will seek you. We will search for you. We will invite others to come with us. Please don't come alone. Invite someone to come. It could change their life. That could be the one decision, just an invitation. Come with me. So, Father, I pray that you bless your people. Bless their comings and their goings. Bless their thoughts, their actions, and their words. And may they draw closer to you than they ever have before. We make that decision together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. I'll tell you what. The presence of the Lord is so real to change your life. So today, I want to invite you to pray with me. Maybe you would say, Pastor Jen, the ministry of the Word and the Scripture today really challenged me to draw closer to Jesus. So right now, I want to invite you to say to the Lord, I want to give you all of my heart. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me, and then I want you to send me an email later and let me know I'm making some new decisions to go deeper with Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, come into my heart, change my life, help me to walk closer to you, Jesus, than ever before. I trust you and I receive your love and I receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. That is the best prayer you have ever prayed. And you know why I know? Because the Bible says, choose you today who you will serve. So every day you have to wake up and decide, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this day, in this circumstance. I also know that there are so many who have big needs. They have big prayer requests before God. So I'm praying with you right now, wherever you are, that the Lord would surround you, that in this very moment, God, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would come and descend in that room of listening, in that living room, in that dining room, in that car, God, wherever someone is listening right now, and that their faith would jump alive, that they would hear you saying, I'm not done. I'm still working on it, says the Lord. I've got a miracle in motion for you, so I want you to believe with the Lord. I want you to walk in victory, and I want you to know that the Lord is with you. And Father, we thank you for the miracle testimonies that are in the making that we're going to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I also want to thank you for being a part of our online campus. I thank you for your online giving. I thank you for the way you're investing in the way we invest in people's lives. It's not just for today. It's for eternity. And so I want you to say to the Lord, God, how can I do more for the kingdom of God? Right where I am, whether I'm online or on campus, there are so many wonderful activities. You need to check out the website. You need to click for registrations. There's going to be so many wonderful things that we have to offer this summer. You may go on vacation, but we don't take a vacation from Jesus. Remember, Jesus is with you wherever you go, and we must stay connected. So take advantage of online ministry and online giving to stay connected to what God is doing in you and through you with the body of Christ here at the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. I love you, and I know this is going to be a fantastic week for you.